Deep Blue Something, a band formed by brothers Todd and Toby Pipes in the 90s, has exactly one hit to their name. Originally released on their 1993 album, 11th Song, their single wouldn't become a hit until the re-release of their 1994 album, Home, under a new record label in 1995. Todd Pipes complained in 2008 of the struggle of promoting the song. As the song had breakfast in the title, radio stations thought it would be genius to have us on at breakfast time. We'd be up until 3 a.m. and they wonder why we're pissed off playing at 6 a.m. Pipes could have avoided all of that if he had named the song after the film that inspired the lyrics, Roman Holiday. Regardless, their promotional efforts paid off as the single hit number five in the U.S., number one in the U.K., and was in the top ten in several other countries. Despite its popularity, critics have been divided on whether the, the song is actually any good. Brian Wallert called the single a cute, catchy song, which stands in direct contrast to Entertainment Weekly's Tom Sinclair, who declared this piece to be distressingly prosaic pop from a wimpy-sounding Texas quartet. That's right. This week on Cover Me, we're talking about the Deep Blue Somethings, Breakfast at Tiffany's. That's right. It's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions and compares them against one another to find out which version we both kind of like. I'm your host, as always, Jake Cressy, joined by the one co-host I've got. Or do you? Alex Mildenberger. Alex Mildenberger. Turn that one around. Yeah, maybe I don't have you. What a twist. I'm in shock. I'm just trying to keep you guessing. Well, you got me. <laughs> guessing. Alex, how are you? Uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I actually went out today a little bit, so... Oh, well? Yeah. Helping my sister buy a laptop. Wasn't nice. much use, but... Went to Best Buy. Used a lot Damn, of hand Best sanitizer. Buys Best Buys are open. You, they don't let a lot of people in, but Best Buys are open. Mm. Yeah, I love that all these stores have hand sanitizer now. It makes me pretty happy. I don't like hand sanitizer. It makes my hands feel weird. Like, hey, how's your uh, how's your power out there in Calgary? I'm just reading a tweet here from John Bell. It says there's a citywide power outage. Um, well, my computer's on. The light's on. Yeah, and I am conversing with you. Just figured I'd check. So if we cut out part way through, we'll know why. Yeah, but that's yeah, news yeah. to me. I feel like citywide might be a little bit of an exaggeration. So uh, yeah, shout out to John Bell. Um, other business to attend to. Stephen Reynolds, a uh, former guest on the show. Or past guess, I suppose. Uh, recently admitted that he uses this podcast to fall asleep to. <laughs> so, 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 Steven, if you're listening, wake the fuck up, you piece of shit! <laughs> and now listen to the soothing sounds of our voices. Our voices. All right. To fall back asleep. Alex, deep blue something. What do you... What's going on? What's your history with these guys? I don't know anything about these guys. I knew the name of this song. Like, yeah, I knew there was a song, and I thought there might be a movie. I didn't know there was a book. Yeah, it's the, the movie's based off the Truman Capote novella, I believe. Is it? Now, Capote seems to be the pronunciation, but the trailer for the movie says Capote. What the fuck's going on there? Yeah, I know. Truman Capote. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's Capote. I studied uh, In Cold Blood in university, Alex. So right. No, I believe no. you because the Wikipedia, <laughs> if you look at the phonetic pronunciation on Wikipedia, it's Capote. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. It's, it was 
the early 60s. No one knew what they the were early doing. Early 60s. Um, you know. And we totally know what we're doing now, though. Not like, yeah, the, not like those guys in the shit. 60s. No. Things are very different now. Yeah, totally. Um, so this is an interesting movie to name a song after. For one, supposedly it's not even the movie that inspired the song. Um, it's also a movie that won an Academy Award for Best Original Score and Best Original Song. So there's actually songs in this movie, mm-hmm. which... I don't know. It's not really musical. Unless it is. I don't know. I didn't think it was. The trailer doesn't make it look like one. No, but it's it is like there is a title track called Breakfast at Tiffany's, isn't there? Um it's probably I wouldn't be surprised if it was instrumental, but I don't know. Yeah, but it's by um, H- Henry Mancini yeah. and his orchestra and chorus. Right. And then there's actually the song this song Moon River that um uh, is sung by what's her name? Uh bad time to forget a name. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. The buddy. star of the movie. Um, but apparently the song is actually based on some other um, Audrey Hepburn movie called yeah, Roman, Roman Holiday, Holiday, which I read That's the correct. plot synopsis. I don't get the connection. Um, let me let me hit that plot real quick. Because Crown Princess from an unnamed European nation is on a state visit to Rome. It's all there, Alex. Yeah, already the connections are clear. <laughs> of course, <laughs> she's like she's in Rome and she like meets someone and she doesn't want to like be a royal or whatever, a princess, mm-hmm. or she doesn't want to be you know have her life controlled by whatever. So she sneaks away from her handlers and hangs out with just this guy who turns out to be a reporter, but he's like, I won't tell. So like I don't I don't get it. But maybe there's a line in in the movie or something that is based off. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, maybe. doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe it's because at the end Irving presents her with his photographs as a memento of Rome, and that's the one thing they've got is those photographs. And he's like, "You kind of like this?" Yeah, you know, She's like, like there's yeah. that that line like we'll always have Paris or whatever. It's like It's that basically, yeah. Yeah. Um is that is that from something very specific? It's I gotta be think right. so, but like, fuck me, man. I don't know. Um, the other weird thing about this song, not the movie, is that it is in the musical. That's adi- Casablanca. Just that's so Casablanca. Okay. That. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good to know. Um, the song "Breakfast at Tiffany's" by Deep Blue Something is also in the musical adaptation of the 1999 film "Cruel Intentions." Mm. Um, which itself is based on a French story called Les Liaisons Dangereux, oh, which is apparently a dangerous the dangerous meeting. Yeah, apparently is the um sort of inspiration for Les Cuisons Dangereux from yeah from uh, Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. there's some connections. Um, we are not covering the musical version. No. In case anyone is expecting that. I was getting their hopes up, all you theater heads. Not today. Not today, motherfuckers. Not even any acapella today, so pack it up. There was so much acapella last time, though. Yeah, it's exactly. That's going to be enough for the rest of the fucking year. Um, Alex, these guys used to be called Leper Messiah after the line from uh, the hit David, David Bowie, Bowie song. song. Yeah. That's Ziggy pretty cool. Stardust. That's, that's a cooler name. 
but also probably a harder sell, especially considering they don't like they're not that cool, like yeah, musically. Um, musically they suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's very rare that we've talked about an original song that kind of fucking blows, but this is it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's de- it's catchy. It's mm-hmm. very fun to sing along to, but it's not like that great. And I can kind of see why they didn't have other hits. Like, yeah, I didn't. I didn't listen to the rest of their music or anything. But just based on this, like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and like if you'd have told me this <laughs> song had verses before this week, I wouldn't believe you. I wouldn't be able to conjure them to mind. I'd be like, no, it's just a, he says breakfast at Tiffany's five times and then we're out. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know what exactly inspired or what caused the the song's popularity necessarily, mm-hmm. but it does seem to kind of elevate somehow. Like it's it's greater than its its parts. Yeah, somehow because it is like locked in the like popular consciousness. Yeah, and maybe it's just catchy enough. Just got lucky and it just kind of worked out. I wonder if it is just having the title of the film Breakfast at Tiffany's in there. Maybe. That's what I because even like the rest of the chorus, I don't know. I just know Breakfast at Tiffany's and like until that's this enough. week. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of Yeah, you kinda kinda like um like piggybacking off of some existing nostalgia. Mm. And like now it's kind of its own nostalgia thing because it's like the nineties. Yeah, buddy. The fucking nineties. Yeah. So let's t- let's talk about these lyrics yeah, that I never lyrics. knew about until also, this week. I know you said this before, but the the two brothers are both named T Pipes. Yeah, Todd and Toby. Um, that is all awful. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting naming scheme. Parent, parent, parents, Pipes, Pipes, parents. Yeah, the 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 Mister and Missus Pipes. <laughs> Um, you say that we've got nothing in common, no common ground to start from, and we're falling apart. That's the first half of the first verse. I mean, yeah. basically, that that's the, the, the problem. The conflict in this song is there's a relationship, and it sounds like one person wants to end it, wants to break up. And the other person, who's the narrator, is saying, whoa, 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 whoa. He hasn't said it yet, but that's... What's happening? Yeah, yeah, see, yeah. This this establishes the problem. You're right. It's, <clears throat> we've got nothing in common. No common. So, and this is uh, it's a relationship where they, apparently they the his partner believes they are falling apart because they actually have nothing in common. He continues. You'll say the world has come between us. Our lives has come between us. But I know you just don't care. So he believes she's making excuses. Yeah, it's like it's pretty straightforward story. Because at this point, all that's happened is they've said, "Hey, we should break up," and he's like, and he's thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then that leads us to this inspired cry for romance, in which he says, "And I said, what about breakfast at Tiffany's?" She said, "I." Th- this is weird that it switches from you in the verses to she in the chorus. Anyway, she said, "I think I remember that film, and as I recall, I think we both kind of liked it." I said, "Well, that's one thing we've got." Yeah, so I I kind of go back and forth on how like aware this song is of this, but I suspect it probably knows. Mm-hmm. The narrator clearly has just like this very thin, like reason 
And he's like, well, you know, we got something. We both kind of liked a thing one time. Yeah, like it is like It's the, like a nothing reason. Yeah. <laughs> Another is, yeah, we both saw a film that we remember, and we both kind of liked it. It's not like, and I think, yeah, there's something important in there that sh- she says, I remember that film rather than that book. Because, or even just like, I remember that because the the act of watching a film and kind of liking it is so completely mundane. Yeah, really. Because <laughs> if it was a book, maybe it's like, oh, we both read this book and share that in common. Like, there's, wow, what a what a small world we live in. Because, like, yeah, there's, there's like more of, of an investment there. in like reading the book, whereas a movie, you can just like sit down for an evening. Mm-hmm. And it's a 1960s film. It was probably like playing on the TV yeah. like one morning, and they were just like, uh, or like, watch Breakfast at Tiffany's. Fucking Thanksgiving TV turkey special was playing, uh, whatever marathon and it was on or something like yeah it's not that big a deal um also Mm. it's like a vague memory too it's not like it was this it's not like they fell in love watching breakfast at tiffany's yeah yeah, i I think think i remember and like it was probably a while ago like this relationship could have been going on for some time it's like yeah i guess that happened like it's not even a thing so clearly this narrator is like he's like He's like Space Jam reaching to maintain this relationship. <laughs> like <laughs> like just really, really stretching here. Yeah, like one step short of being like, well, we both breathe the same air. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's one thing we got. Sometimes we're in the same place and talk to each other. Yeah, it's like it's like nothing. But also, I don't, I'm going to say this again don't understand what this has to do with any film at all it's just it just talks about the existence of the movie like it's not... yeah so yeah having it inspired by a certain film is doesn't doesn't make much sense it doesn't make much sense to me and like it's funny like this chorus is actually like very funny yeah like, like this romantic song it's like well what, what, what one time we watched a film together so yeah it's kind of like it's like a self-deprecating thing Mm-hmm. And maybe, I don't know, is that a 90s thing to do? I, yeah. I just try to blame things on being 90s. That's just a thing we do sometimes. Um, yeah, that is a thing we do. But it's not necessarily something I would expect because I think it's hard to make yourself the butt of the joke, especially if you're the narrator in a song that you're writing. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of impressive. That's something. Yeah. I just think the the only problem is is the comedy of the chorus is subverted by the verses, which seem to be very serious. Yeah, it's... I mean, I guess it also changes the perspective, kind of. Whereas one is, like, inside his mind, where he's, like, super serious and worried about this, this breakup. Right, versus the, when uh... he actually talks, it's just laughable. <laughs> but catchy. It's... The chorus is almost like he's retelling it to his friends, right? Yeah. In the verses, it is specifically yes. you. He says he's talking to right. her, but then in the chorus, he says she said it's and like I said. He's retelling that. an event. Yeah, I guess so. That's kind of the change of perspective there. Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah, like you said, a little strange, but I guess it makes some sense. Yeah, and if there was maybe something more, like, we'll get to the instrumentation soon, but, like, there's just not enough going on to really support 
the lyrics here, which I feel are also not doing a lot to support themselves. The one thing, the one other thing I will say is like, it's really focused on that. Like one very simple, very small event. Mm -hmm. Um, which is itself kind of interesting because it's sort of an important thing, but it can happen so fast. So it's like kind of giving this importance to what can be a really understated thing relative to its importance in life, which is a breakup. Mm -hmm. So yeah, verse two says, I see you, the only one who knew me, and now your eyes see through me. I guess I was wrong. How do you like that, Alex? It's all right. It's okay. Um, now, I don't know what the see-through me thing is, because he's, I, I wonder if this is, like, the aftermath. Mm. Like, you said it was, like, a recount, well, he's, like, he's recounting, and now he's, he said the Breakfast at Tiffany's thing, and then the seeing through me is that, that she can see how, like, pathetic that is for a reason. And she's like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Like, like, what does that have to do with anything? Right. And that's that's the, like, that was his sort of Hail Mary, and it totally failed. And he was wrong. And then he wonders what, what happens next. Yeah, so what now? It's plain to see you're over. I hate when things are over. <laughs> when so much is left undone. What? What next? What to do? Yeah, it's uh, I hate when things are are over when so much is left undone. What is he talking about? I think that's just the feeling of like with a relationship, the idea of like how long that could last and what could be developed. And then suddenly it just gets cut off. Right. That's all I'm getting. I think it's fairly literal. I don't think there's much un like underneath the surface here. Yeah, all right, I guess. So yeah, verse two. You don't like me anymore. Breaking up sucks. Yeah. And I said, what about breakfast at Tiffany's? And then that's, like, that's it. Yeah, like, there's a chorus, then there's an, a repeat of the first verse, which I don't, based on all the things I was saying before, repeating the first verse doesn't really make sense, other than just as, like, a pop song thing. Mm-hmm. But, Yeah. And that, like, they couldn't even find a third verse for this. Like, Yeah. I mean, really, on, the guys. two verses kind of cover it. Or really, it's four sections. I guess. Like, they introduce it, like, two kind of concepts, and then he says the breakfast at Tiffany's thing, and then she says, now bullshit, and then he's like, well, shit. I think the third verse, I think there should be a third verse, and it should be, like, a... Like, uh, you know, he sees her going to breakfast at Tiffany's at, like, a theater with some other dude. And he's like, duh, that was our thing. Uh, and then it's... <laughs> Even though it wasn't. <laughs> something, something equally sad. Yeah, yeah. We, we need, like, the... What about and then 20 years down the line, we, were, we met at a film festival, and my God, it was breakfast at Tiffany's. What is chapter three of breakfast at Tiffany's? Yeah. We'll never see, know. We needed need a, a, more to this song. But we don't have it. So what do you got? Breaking up sucks. Don't try to win back a relationship by mentioning a movie you both casually watched hungover one Sunday, probably. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's not bad advice. Do you need a whole song for it? I don't know. Well, some, at least one T-Pipe begs to differ. 
Yeah, at least one of two T-pipes. <laughs> I, I imagine they would both beg to differ given the success of the song. Well, um, do we do we have them on? We have them in. Do you have do you have them in the studio? Can no, I, I don't. I do not have pipes on the pipes here, oh. Vancouver. I don't know where that. They're like at least one of them does a lot of producing work and stuff now, so like they're doing fine. That's good. I was a little worried about the pipes. Yeah, well, don't worry. These the pipes. Damn, there. I could have made a good joke about the pipes for Colin, and then done the pipes, voices the pipes. of them, and then oh, it would have been great. Anyway, Alex, let's talk about the the instruments and sounds in this one. Yeah, we open with some, some acoustic guitar. We certainly do. Um, it starts and it's kind of in one. It's not. It's like it's like a single single guitar, and then they add. I think it's just a delay, like a very small delay. So it sounds like there's kind of two guitars playing. But if you watch the video, oh, okay. they don't have two guitar players playing mm-hmm. an acoustic guitar. So I think, yeah, you just add a delay and it sounds like a slightly desynced other instrument doing the same thing. Really? So like when at the 26 second mark there, when the bass comes in and what sounds like a second guitar, you think that's just a delay? Yeah. And then you play and then it plays the tone, the, the original and then the, and then the, it's like a very small delay, I think. You know? I think it has to be a separate guitar track at the very least. Oh, maybe. I don't know. It's got a different tone on it. Does it? Hang on. Are we talking about the same thing? I'm talking about 26 seconds in. Yeah, I guess it's a little brighter. It could... I just... I feel like if you're doing it live, maybe that's how you do it. But, yeah. Yeah, for you sure. You could definitely just think... have two different guitar tracks as well. If you're recording. Yeah. Cause to, me, to me, they sound too different to be just like a delayed repeat of the other one in any case it doubles up the guitar i guess yeah overdubs or whatever yeah um and then the bass comes in and then it continues that way for a bit like yeah so 43 seconds we get the drums and electric guitar that lead us into the uh chorus and that's like that's the chorus that's the yeah, That's it's the, the bare part. minimum That's for a guitar. One. It's like... <laughs> yeah, it's just like doing like sustained notes on the on the progression, basically. And it's catchy. It's a catchy chorus. It's definitely yeah. that. Um, I don't want to take that away from the song. It's for very, sure. very good to sing along to. Um, yeah, but, I guess the way he uh, he kind of like blocks out those phrases. I said, "What about breakfast at Tiffany's?" Like gives you plenty of time to prep. You know what's coming up next because they're small segments. Yeah, I don't know what that means necessarily, but maybe it feels a little faster, a little punchier. But just it's like it's it's easier for a, a, a casual audience to pick up on and repeat. True. Yes, and it's like a fairly simple little melody. Mm-hmm. And, then, and yeah, it's just you repeat that. It's like three chunks is every line. Yeah, very simple. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, after the chorus, we get a like a sort of bridge riff. Yeah. Um, Which would later become a full-on solo, but not at this point. Yeah, little guitar bridge on an electric guitar this time. 
Yeah. Leading us into that next verse. Um, we start to build a little bit more because the drums stay in. Yeah. And we get like a sort of noodling guitar. Yes. Just playing whatever. It's not just mm-hmm. whatever. It's a little riff. It's playing a riff. Yeah. Um, And then, if I can find it in my notes, my notes are a little messy. That's why I use a computer. I am using a computer. I know. Um, Where are we? There's a lot more cymbal. That's what it is about the second chorus as well. Yeah. They are hitting the cymbals a lot more. Um, Particular, like, like, it's definitely, like, at first it's, like, first beat of every measure, and then it sort of, like, picks up a bit. They're sort of doing drum fills as well, so. Yeah, there's a bit of... Mm -hmm. And then, just a chorus. They do another chorus. They do another chorus. That chorus uh, leads into a... Into the breakdown section at 204, where we it's basically the intro again. Right. Then they don't do a like bridge this time. Mm hmm. And yeah, and then so for that next minute, we essentially, it's, it's like essentially just the full on intro chorus again. And then from that, that little bridge riff moves into like a full solo. It's not like super long, though. No, certainly not. Unless, you know, if you see them live, it's probably nine minutes. But here, it's, it's a tame like 10 seconds. Maybe. Um, yeah, sorry, that breakdown. Um, that's that's for the verse. Um, I don't know if that was clear. Yeah. Um, yeah and... Yeah, yeah. Nope, no end. No end. No end. No end then. No um, getting wrong. Getting. Um, yeah, and then we just straight up get the chorus again, and then that leads us to a sort of like last note ringing out kind of deal. Yeah, well, they kind of do a chorus, and sometimes they'll do like the the thing, the the bridge riff. They'll like play the chorus twice, do the bridge riff, and then play the chorus a couple more times, and then do a bridge. So like, it's kind of it's kind of how it works here. Yeah, and then we uh, it it does another like kind of half solo, and then they and that's it. That's the fucking song. Yeah, it's not a lot to it. Not a lot to it. It is frankly so fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't hate it, but I haven't really listened to it much in my life. This is like pretty much the first. Yeah, time. and well like I I I think we forgot to mention this, but we did this cuz your brother suggested yes, it. Yes, it was it was Jeremy's idea. We talked about it after we recorded last week. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, yeah, like, Breakfast at Tiffany's, like, it's upbeat, it's got that chorus that's catchy, like, obviously there's something here, right? And then, like, I kind of casually listened throughout the week, and I, I did my notes today, I was like, this song is fucking boring, like, there's nothing going on! Yeah, I was expecting it to be more, like, pop punk kind of thing, mm-hmm. and it's really not, it's just kind of, like, light rock. Yeah, like, even at its core idea, this fucking schlub who's trying to save a relationship by being like it's so pop punk that it's unbelievable to think that this song is not yeah that that it's not it should be right yeah the whole thing should just be about how much of a fucking loser he is exactly like pile that shit on like what about that time i was playing call of duty and you were sitting on the couch on your phone remember that come on 1999 I mean, I don't know what we were expecting from a band called Deep Blue Something. They couldn't even finish their fucking name. 
it's ironic, probably. Probably. Peak 90s irony. Right there. You gotta blame it on the 90s. I, I will we, always blame it We say it that enough, 90s. Alex. If we say blame it on the 90s enough, we can start making t-shirts, baby. <sighs> Is that... That's not a saying already? Just Can't making be. sure. Qu- quick, let's make a quick Google on that. All right. Blame it on the 90s. It's a song by Dust Junkies Collective. 90s adult unisex tee. God damn it! Well, Alex. <laughs> already a t-shirt. So don't buy if, it, everybody. Don't buy it, everybody. We didn't come up with it. What if we make a shirt that's called Blame It on the Blame It on the 90s t-shirts? Shirt. Shirt, shirt. <laughs> that be... You think we can corner the market on that? Um, As far as I can tell, it doesn't exist. Yeah. So speaking of things that exist... Which is the opposite of things that don't exist. The music video, Alex. Yes. Um, um, the music video... The idea I got from their career was like... They got into a record deal with, I think, Interscope. Or whatever. And, like, didn't really like that. And that's what this release came at. What ca- why this release happened. And, like, why there's a music video. So the music video is basically just... It's like them playing the song, and they, some guys just like set up a table in front of Tiffany's in New York, I think. And then yep. he just like they have breakfast at the table, like it's very yeah. And and then a woman who's dressed in a white version of what Audrey Hepburn dresses like is like her famous dress in that movie. It's a black dress. This right. one's white. She, like rolls up and like takes off her sunglasses. Is like, look at these fellas eating breakfast out front of Tiffany and Co. But yeah, it's like shots of butlers like rolling in some tables, some food carts, as the four, I think four members of Deep Blue Something, who all basically are like are looking pretty similar, like they're one degree of separation between <laughs> yep. them. Um, they are like you know gathering from whatever corners of New York they're in. One dude's in a bathrobe. Uh, one dude's on a horse. One dude jumps on the back of a truck to, to, I guess, get there. And then it's cut in with footage of them playing in a park and sometimes on the back of a flatbed truck. A moving vehicle. Very dangerous. A a moving vehicle. Very dangerous. Um, And, yeah, then they all make it to breakfast. And then a a lady walks by and is like, oh, it's me, an Audrey Hepburn reference. And they say, hey, lady, we're getting these butlers to pour us champagne. Except they don't even say anything to her. She just fucking walks by. And, like, looks to put... Takes your sunglasses off. Yeah, and that and classic like, 90s. Glances. Movie. And then just keeps going. Like that's mm. a big deal or something. Yeah. So yeah, that's the music video, my oh, man. This isn't the trailer. They like I couldn't usually on Wikipedia it'll be like, and the director of that is, and this one, nothing. No, yeah. Well, there's not much to this. Like this isn't it's not like that visually interesting. No. So that's that's kind of the video. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, so did you? Uh, you didn't watch the the Breakfast at Tiffany's trailer, did you? No, I did not. Okay, keeping with a theme from last week, uh, mm. the very end of the trailer has a and also starring Mickey Rooney as Mister Unoishi, which, as you may have been able to discern, is just Mickey Rooney in yellow face. Oh boy. Yep, it's not uh not great. That is something. So, but they they have um more of an excuse than uh than Mr. Roboto twenty years later, um yeah, but not much more. 
Not much more. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway. Racism, people. Things. Who knew? Who knew? Not me. Not until I watched this trailer. Not, not, yeah, never heard of until then. Um, Alex, we're getting to the cover versions now, which opens up in 1996 with Jackie O. That was 96, eh? It was 96. I know the thing was like 2012, but it's 96, baby. Okay, I couldn't figure out who Jackie O was. Uh, she's the first lady of the United States <laughs> yes, during the presidency of John F. Kennedy. <laughs> so it's a Jackie Kennedy reference, which, great. Yeah, so here, uh, I actually did man- manage to find something on this. So okay. Jackie O has been around since 1996 and is the, uh, the uh, artist with Almighty Records who helped to launch their first sub-label, Euphoric Records, in late 1996. And the, so the, okay. the singer on this is Jill Saward, or Sayward, S-A-W-A-R-D. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, and that's, I, I know. So I just say them both ways, so then you have that information yeah i've just there's a lot of people who call themselves jackie o yeah there was a a, a hip-hop artist it's a jackie kennedy a, reference a, a radio dj yeah like an australian radio dj there has to be at least one porn star it's gotta be right how is that i mean it's come on it's gotta be so it's a dance cover artist specializing in remaking some of the biggest rock hits of the 90s and 70s this is her second single um, and it is a six-minute dance track. I'm sorry, I found a radio edit only this morning, and I was like, yeah, fuck, we should have thrown that on. But here we are. Oh, Jackie O is also a balloon artist from Airdrie. Nice. And that's important. Shout out Airdrie. Shout out balloon artists. So this is the dance remix, and it opens with, like, twinkly synths. Yeah. I'm surprised you couldn't just, like, pick up on this as being 90s from just... The composition I, of it. I don't know dance music that well. Yeah, but like these sounds are not modern dance. That's fair. Um, I will say the beginning of this song, it's like 20 odd seconds in, sounds a lot like Las Palabras de Amor mm. by Queen. Oh, yeah, because that, that low synth that comes in? Yeah. It's yeah. like the progression thing. Yeah. Holding, holding some chords. That one. So. That one. So we get one minute and forty-five seconds of just build up. We get some hey yay yay yays, some bam 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 bam, some high sustain like hey, violin type hey, synth. Hey, hey. Yeah, which is what is that for? That's a shout, isn't it? Make me a little bit softer now. A little bit softer. A little bit softer now. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's basically the what she is doing with her vocalizations is mirroring that. Um, we had a drum machine doing like a kind of boots and cats rhythm as we get into the meat of it. But yeah, it takes almost two minutes to get to the lyrics. Uh, she sings them pretty fast. Um, hang on, I'm behind. Not the not the verse. She sings the chorus fast. I see. I see. I see. Um. Yes. The other thing the that chorus. happens in the chorus yeah. is is uh they add this like kind of digitally piano sound it's very sharp yeah. i actually kind of like it but like it's very digital i guess you'd say i don't know yeah <laughs> i will say this to yeah. you alex i wasn't disappointed with this version no i i didn't really dislike this one very much i think the end kind of falls apart like right at the very end but like mm. it's it's a decent little like i guess it's called a club mix 
dance yeah. club version of this song. Like, it's a lot of other stuff, but it's just like this original song not being that great. It just like kind of takes the lyrics and just like puts them in something a little more interesting. Exactly right. And then like we get some they in the middle in particular. I found with like the use of breakdowns and buildups again, they managed to keep like generating something interesting without falling into the territory of like, well, we're doing the fucking verse again. Here's the chorus again. Like, here's this again. Like they managed to shift things around just enough that you're like, Oh, this is still new. Yeah. Yeah. And like they add stuff like, like in the later verse, there's this like kind of dull. It's interesting. It's like an arpeggiated synth sound. And it's like partway between this like glassy FM sound and like a, almost a marimba sound. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. It's, I guess it's like a sharper kind of marimba. That's like maybe like 240. So that's kind of an interesting sound. And like the stuff like that. Add like. So like, yeah. And like you said, builds oh, yeah. and drops and stuff. So there's just, there's more stuff going on. And it's like, it's like a decent, uh, decent little dance version. Yeah. I think it's, it shows some good use of, yeah. Changing up, having all these different sort of synth noises that come together without ever necessarily being too much or being too fucking outside of the realm of the sort of song they're building. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty, like, it's not, like, this crazy, like, dark, edgy dance thing or anything like that. It's, yeah, it's very, it's very like straightforward and, and, like, poppy. And the original is kind of that, too, so. Mm-hmm. And, it, yeah, it picks up on what people, uh, like, picked up on in the original song, which is the chorus, really. Yeah, and it uses that um that melody and it's just as catchy here yeah and they do something with the uh i might be at the point here right now hang on yeah 334 uh she's doing the last line of the chorus and i said well that's and then it goes there's a pause and then she goes the one thing we got oh that was a great uh way to break up that line and yeah, she repeats the fun. one thing we got later on, right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was just begging to be repeated. <laughs> yeah. The one it's, thing it we found got. the good. The we talked we, about, uh, kid, sorry, I keep talking. Over, we talked about kids with drugs last week. Right. And how they successfully built a, a dubstep song by kind of grabbing these nice sound bites and like key parts of the song. Yeah, just take the best parts. and Yeah, take the best parts and then kind of build your song around those. And I think that's what we have here as well. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. The one other thing they do that I wanted to point out specifically, I forgot to get a timestamp, but it's later on, is uh, when they're singing, they'll like, she'll like sing a line and then the end of the line or part of the line will get this like, I, I don't know exactly what it would be called, like a ratcheting kind of effect where it like repeats part of the line, but she keeps singing. Mm-hmm. So like, it'll make that sound over top of her still oh, singing yeah. so it'll just like kind of sample the last sound she made and just go right yeah it's fucking cool yeah and then it ends with the uh, the synth kind of like trying to get something started but then the drums are like no yeah i didn't love the ending but it kind of grew on me like i didn't hate it or anything yeah, I wonder if that's just like again because it's a club mix, right? Maybe that's easy for like a, a DJ to spin from one song to another song during that time, right? Maybe yeah, you're never that's probably to actually it. hear that ending, right? Yeah, because it honestly just like becomes the like a drum thing. It's pretty much just that. 
And it, it, mm. I feel like it just becomes very generic at that point. It's just like, and then they repeat the one thing. The one thing we got. Yeah. So that's the part I didn't really like. But like you said, it's probably not even supposed to be heard by anyone. Yeah. How many times is it heard? Who knows? But yeah, I think overall the meat section of that song and that's i think where club mixes are supposed to be good is where it's good yeah which is kind of impressive because usually i complain about like longer dance versions of a song Mm -hmm. because this is six minutes long but it works yeah fuck yeah yeah let's talk about future idiots in 2011 All right. We're not talking about our high school graduating class. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we're so present idiots, are, uh, actually. Yeah, we, exactly. Presently, past, future. Um, so I didn't, couldn't find a lot about these guys. Their website wasn't mm. very helpful. But they did, like, it does, like, brag about a negative review. Which, yeah, they seem to have a very good yeah. sense about these very terrible reviews they were re- receiving. So that's that's cool. I mean, I guess it it makes sense. I feel like it's in character, you know. Yeah. So they're a, a Swedish pop punk band uh, formed in two thousand five. That's about all I got on them. Yeah. Swedish. Swedish, which I wouldn't have got from the voices. I thought they sounded very Western. Yeah, I didn't really notice it either. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it's the singing style. They kind of adapt that whiny singing of the original, but, you know, pop punk it. Yeah, they really sound... They've got, like, the pop punk voice for sure. So, yeah, this version, like, is exactly what my memory believed the original was. <laughs> it, it... <sighs> Interesting. So you, I mean, it makes sense because it seems like it should be more of a of a pop punk thing, and this really is that. Yeah, um, like it starts like jumps right into the lyrics for one, and just like mm-hmm. strums this distorted guitar as he goes, yeah. and then and then we starts, get the driving rhythm guitar, yeah, just like going super fast for the second half, or faster, um, and drums like just kicks and like cymbals yeah so like yeah it's like pop punk build man exactly so yeah it finally gives us an actual build because like the original yeah the chorus is technically more high energy than the verse but like not by much yeah they usually most versions try to like add something every half verse basically yeah um which the original kind of does but it doesn't feel that different. It feels no. pretty even. But yeah, this is like more of a legit beginning. Um, and then, of course, they get to the chorus and it's just like all out. Yeah. Um, Fucking, yeah, just distorted guitar letting loose, big heavy drum hits, uh, harmonies on the chorus, so he's got a backup vocal or at least a double track. Yeah, yeah, you got those backup vocals. Um, in that like not really harmonizing way, that you'd get mm-hmm. from pop punk where everyone's yeah. kind of like shout or just kind of like shout. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's legit. Also the drums here become like a straight rock beat. 
or yeah. kind of like pop punk. You know, that one pop punk beat that I don't know the name yeah. of. They're hitting the pop punk they drums. Do the, they do the pop punk thing. You know. You know? Yeah, I do know, Alex. And so then on the second verse, um, after we get the bridge uh, riff on the guitar, which is, of course, pop punkified, which gives it a little more energy. Yeah. Um, we, get the, we get the bass guitar, which basically does the rhythm guitar, but with less notes. Like, it's just not moving as fast. And then you also get the uh, same as the original, that auxiliary or extra guitar coming in to just kind of noodle and do stuff. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like, it's more like overdriven at this point, I think, than like, because there's like this distorted guitar that the super long sustain that plays during the chorus. Right. But you don't get that same level of distortion in the in the verses, which makes sense because you want to have your big chorus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, uh, it's very uh, like muted. This uh, other guitar, it's doing like a sort of arpeggio, and it is. I yeah, think I it's think like it might even just be playing one note. Yeah, it might honestly be. Yeah, I think you're right. Eh, maybe not. Um, anyway, and then yeah, other than that, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty much just a faithful reimagining of the original. We get a solo based on that bridge riff again. You get a breakdown section at 201, which is, of course, the first verse again. Right. And then you get that kicks and cymbals again. That's fun. I don't know. I like that. Yeah. Uh, that's my thing this week. Kicks and cymbals. Kicks and cymbals. Yeah. No, it's tight. I think that's, uh, again, it adds life to the lower sections. Yeah. Like... Yeah. And it's shorter. Um, there's, like, less repetition a bit at the end. I think it, it kind of, like, it's just kind of like a leaner version with mm-hmm. with some more of the energy that you get from like a you know pop punk energy. Yeah. So yeah, you get like honestly in my opinion a better version that's not as long and it hits all the parts a little harder like. Yeah. I mean, it's at least as good. Like it's not <laughs> at least. It's not worse. <laughs> And then the album it's off of is called Grand Theft Audio. That's fun. And the cover looks like a Grand Theft Auto game case. Yeah. It's Grand Theft Audio 2, actually, because they have another uh, cover album called Grand Theft Audio. Which I think is a great name for a cover album. Yeah, look at that. They have a 3 as well. Wow. Hot damn. Wow. 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 Speaking of acts that make us say, wow, wow, it's Quiet Drive, and also 2011. Yeah, we've talked about Quiet Drive before. Um, yeah. We talked about them way back in the Africa episode. Yeah, buddy. And I th- this is the same album. I don't know if I don't have we talked about them since then? Yeah, we talked about them on Time After Time, I think. Did we I know they did Time After Time. Did we talk about them on Time After Time? Yeah, we did. Oh. Cool. For some reason I Guarantee thought we did. Well, I will check that right now for you, Cuz I looked up the our sure. playlist and I didn't see them on Yeah, cuz it's not on uh it's not oh. on Spotify. That's Sometimes, what it was. Sometimes, Alex, we pull songs from YouTube. That's what it was. So if you really wanted to be sure what you got to do, Alex, is you go to the episode description Ugh. of each episode. No, too much work. Has, 
uh, has just kindly laid out exactly what songs we talk about in every episode. It's crazy. I'm sorry. I can't read my notes anymore because I went blind because I rolled my eyes back so far. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this is the end of the episode. <laughs> um, all right. Quiet Drive. <laughs> quiet Drive. Ugh, my eyes have re- gone back to their original look p- positions, fortunately. Thank God. I was just about to call the hospital. Um, <laughs> your hospital? Yeah. S- send an ambulance. Get out. guy in Calgary. You need help. Bring him here so, I can, so you can fix him up, and then I can kick the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, they're like this alt-rock band. They're from Minnesota. Yeah. Does that mean anything? Maybe. It means everything they're to me, Alex. Minnesota. So uh, this one opens up. It's got a little little guitar that kind of like rings out. Yeah, it's kind of. I think like, they do like the reverse guitar strum, and then it's kind of a neat intro because they do like the reverse, and then once they hit the beginning of the note, they just play it forward. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say, Alex. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, and so then we get that kind of neat little intro. And then we're straight into vocals, this uh, little bass groove. Right. They play uh, the, it's, it's the bridge riff, right? Right at the beginning? Is it? Let me see. Yeah, that would be it. Yeah. You are correct, Alex. So that's their intro. Everything comes in, their bass and drums. And then yeah. he starts to sing. Yeah. So yeah, we get that gentle guitar, drums, little bass groove going. And then his voice, which is, yeah, you're kind of alt-rock, sort of in the vein of, like, I want to say My Chemical Romance. I could be wrong on that. Um, Yeah, I can't really say. I know they're, like, they've kind of got that more compressed sound um, that you would get from, like, a pop-punk thing. They're more, like, mm-hmm. alt-rock, whatever that means. Um, I never yeah. listened to a lot of alt-rock, but but uh they really? seem to be so many things count as alt rock i, I find know that impossible <laughs> yeah i didn't listen to a whole lot of it because i was too busy being a classic rock snob classic um, alex in 2011 particularly less in 2011 anyway i'm getting off topic okay alex all right um, all right we're falling apart gets a little uh, harmonization on it <laughs> the first verse yeah that's the end of the first verse first verse is mostly just like basically just bass and drums. Yeah, and a little guitar kind of ringing out sometimes. Yeah, it plays like one time and just like fades out. Yeah. And then once we hit the chorus, we get a what sounds like an organ. Yes, just just holding chords because like you get this, yeah. um, like distorted guitar playing chords and then an organ just doing basically the same thing. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So we get that, we get the sort of double-tracked or harmonized vocals. You know, it's big. Yeah. And then we get yeah, yeah, taken big. out by that that same gu- bridge guitar riff that they used in the intro. Which is the bridge riff. And this is where it actually mm-hmm. goes. They just excised it and placed it somewhere else. Yeah. Excuse me. Apparently I'm burping a lot today. You are burping a lot. I like the drums in the verse. Like, they're not really that complex of drums, but I think... It, the, that they occupy a good space in there. It's a little more interesting than like a straight rock beat. You kind of get those like repeated snare hits. Yeah, snare? and since the verses are kind of sparse, you get to kind of just really focus on it for a bit. Yeah. Um, and also, they don't really. I don't know. The way they play seems kind of almost dour. You getting that? Yeah. Like yeah. It's not necessarily like it's. 
almost understated. Like I, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. It's it feels like a little down. I don't know if I don't know how you create that effect. If it's just an energy thing, or if you like tune your instruments an eighth, sixteenth step down, or something like that, which doesn't really make right. sense. Right. Because then it's Maybe. all relative. Maybe one instrument. Suppose. Anyway. Two instruments. Two instruments. Half your I'll instruments. Give you three instruments. <laughs> Final offer. Three instruments. Um. But yeah, even though th- I would say that there is like still a, 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 not a high bar, but more energy than the original. Yeah, there's... I think a lot of that comes from the vocal compression because I can really make it like kind of, I don't know, feel strong. And mm-hmm. I, maybe with I that, mean, they also probably a cut off some of the higher end. Maybe that makes it a little more dour because he doesn't quite peak. I have no idea. I don't know things, Alex. I just run a podcast where I pretend to. Yeah. Um, in terms of notable things, yes. Um, do I have any notable things? Oh, it's not like till the very end. Do you have something else to say? Um, no. Are you going to talk about this violin kind of sound? Yes, that's exactly what I'm going to talk about. It's a guitar, I think, but it sounds kind of like a violin. Yeah, it gets a real like folk violin vibe on it. Yeah, which is weird. Like it's, I don't know exactly what the playing style is but it seems to be a guitar it sounds to me like there's like plucking like like there's a pick involved but it mm. also has the like um sort of the quality of like a of like a bowed violin playing so i don't know exactly if there is a violin with like a weird gate on it or something like that i don't know yeah, it's possible. I don't know how big of a band Quiet Drive is or what they're. They've been around. Sometimes I see my coworker are. listening to Quiet Drive. Weird. Yeah. Is your coworker Will? No. Okay. I don't care. Right, because you can see him on Spotify. I was thinking you would be in an office looking over and they're listening to Quiet yes. Drive. No, I see him no. on Spotify listening. Obviously, it'd be through Spotify. I gotcha. <laughs> Sometimes listening to Quiet Drive. Sometimes listening to Christian Rock. Sometimes listening to other things. Sometimes listening to nothing at all. Sometimes listening to nothing at all. But yeah, that that violin guitar is very compelling. Yeah, that's an interesting sound. And uh, I'm really curious how that was created. It's probably very simple. Mm -hmm. But it's cool. So yeah, check it out just for that. Yeah, and then in this section, you get your sort of classic, like... Closer to metal, almost that, dun, 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 like kind of more chugging rhythm than, uh, than like a straight like driving rhythm. Yeah, and it's kind of the same because the the like strumming rhythm from the original on the acoustic guitar follows yeah. the the vocal rhythm, um, and this is basically right. that, but it's more yeah in the like metal style, which I guess would put this in the post grunge style mm. maybe cuz that alt? kind of adapted metal i think alt rock grew post out of post. grunge i don't know man new metal i'm pretty sure it's not new metal sabotage by the beastie boys yeah this is actually just sabotage by the beastie boys <laughs> i fucking knew it got to play it back that's the twist yeah, it's there Turns out Sabotage Backwards by the Beastie Boys is just a different song. 
<laughs> somehow a cover of Breakfast at Tiffany's. The clue is that first reversed um, guitar strum. Then you know to reverse mm. it to hear it the right way. That's right. This, this is the Da Vinci Code, man. This is the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. And, of course, they're pushing that bridge riff a little more in this version. So that's what they end it with. Yeah. And the, he does some, like, in the back. And then, yeah, you get a little ringing out. A little and you're fucking done. You're out of here. You're, you just experienced quiet drive. Yeah. Yeah, he really likes to do the, like, like hold notes. Hey? Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what you would, I don't know, just longer notes when he sings. We've got yeah. nothing in common. Like, I don't know. Common. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, that, uh, maybe that's how you sound sadder while still sounding high energy. Yeah. However they do it, they did it. Speaking of doing things, it's phone calls from home in 2012. PCFH, they call themselves sometimes. I found their Facebook page. They don't seem to be very active. I found their Facebook page to be fucking useless. They're a it was Boston band who, who talks about how they want to help people with their music, but no real specifications on how they're going to do that. Nope. Um, you can like their page and listen to their music. Yeah. Um, so if phone calls from home, the Boston band who covered this song, Breakfast at Tiffany's, changed your life specifically with this song, hit us up on Twitter. Hashtag CoverMePod, at Jake Cressy, at some Alex Wise guy. We'll, I don't know, send you a gift basket or something. Um, I will not be sending any gift baskets. Uh, yes, you will, Alex. Uh, I'm, I'm dibsing out. <laughs> nope, fuck can, you. Can I, can, can I dibs? No, Did we you dibs? Dib shit. Do we have so dibs these rules? guys, according to my notes, start out with some energy immediately. Yeah, and that, yes. en- that is so much energy that it capitalized the final letter of the, the title of this song. That's right. Unnecessarily. Tiffany's. Um, yeah, what they do is, I mean, like, guitar is one, sure. Distorted guitar. Um, mm. There's a lot of distorted guitar chords ringing out across these yeah. versions. Um, but the other thing they do is the drums, which is basically the rhythm from American Girl by Tom uh-huh. Petty. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Tom Petty. I'm not saying that they came up with that rhythm. I don't think they did, but it's pretty prominently featured in that song. That is. So that's a frame of reference. Oh yeah. All right. Take it easy, baby. Make it last. last. Make it last all night. night. (laughs) American girl. Rest in peace, Tom Petty. Remember when he yeah. died and then he didn't die, but then he actually died? Wild. Yeah, that was wild. Which he had a stroke, survived it, but then mm-hmm. died in, in the hospital afterwards, right? That's the, like kind of yeah. survived. Like he didn't die immediately. Yeah, well, it was just like the, the fucking shitty reporting. Oh. I don't think I was You're following. Like, oh, it, Tom so. Petty's dead. And like he's actually still alive in the hospital. Look, like, Tom Petty's alive, and then he actually died, and I'm like, he's oh. dead. Oh. It was rough. Yeah. Anyway, so this is not American Girl by Tom Petty. No, this is 
Breakfast at Tiffany's, capital S on the end, by phone calls from home. PCFH, we call them. Um, yeah, That's and then right. they do they they have a little riff in this too. I don't think it is it based on anything. Not as far as I. It's know, not Alex. the it's not the the bridge riff. No. Um. Anyway, they have a little riff that they start the song with, kind of like after the drums do their thing. Yeah. And then when they actually get to their verse, that just like cuts out. Um. Yeah, the drums the, keep the doing guitar a kick. kind of rings out as he yeah. starts singing. And then it goes to the like acoustic strumming kind of thing. Yeah. Um and then, and then we they and build the second half of that verse. They yeah, build, they build yeah. up. They get like super fast, like sixteenth note strumming. Yeah. That's like speedy. And the drums get back into. Yeah, drums are back in, we get in that driving rhythm. There's even some bass in that mix, but it's real low down. And then we get to the chorus where we get this sort of like overdriven guitar doing an arpeggio up top. Yeah, is that a is there a bridge riff there? Is that like a legit bridge riff? Um, I don't know. No, it is a bridge riff, but it's not the bridge riff. Yes, yeah. or I would call it. Yeah, it's that arpeggio. Yeah, which they did in the intro there too. That not the higher arpeggio though. Yeah, oh yeah, that one's different. Yeah, That's okay. just an arpeggio. Making sure we're on the same page, my friend. Yeah, well, you talked about the bridge rift, so now you're thinking about bridge rift. I'm confusing myself. You're very good at that, Alex. I do it all the time. Well, Alex, so the drums come back, I think, even heavier on the second verse. I would say so. What do you think about that? I would say yeah. so, yeah, because they, they, it's still that same beat. Mm-hmm. Well, in the first verse, they like don't have drums. They do. Yeah. Actually, this is more like it's not exactly the same as that American Girl stuff anymore. Oh yeah. All right. But anyway, it's kind of similar. Uh, yeah, but they're like really hitting now. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing they do is they kind of they have like a like three intensity levels for the verses and they right. play the first they play the lowest intensity in the first half of the mm-hmm. first verse and then the medium intensity in the second half of the first verse and then they right. stick with the medium intensity in the beginning of the second verse and then they go to a higher intensity in the second half Hmm. i agree with that yeah yeah so like and then the bass the bass goes I feel like the bass is really like kind of gets that like overdriven, distortedy sound in that second half of the second verse. Yeah, it actually finally gets loud enough that you can hear it, even if you're not directly listening for it. Yeah, which I wasn't, but I'm I heard always it. Directly listening for bass. That's that's what we keep you around for. That is what we keep me around for. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then so yeah, it does that that low to medium, medium to high, and then of course you get the breakdown for the repeat of the first verse. Of course. Because you're repeating the first verse, you do some first verse stuff. Yeah, and then uh, on I think it's on the ver- the chorus after that that repeated first verse, where uh, you go into the solo and he says the one thing we got, and it kind of like echoes out through that. Yeah, they got some echo. Yeah. Uh, and then they go back into that riff, 
Which was the one from the beginning? Yeah. Uh, But now they're like hitting symbols. You know? Like on each hit, like... They did it before, actually, I've realized, but... I noticed it here. Sometimes. You noticed it here. I feel like they shouldn't have done it before. No, it's fine. It's all good. I'm not here to tell them what to do. Listen, man. Who knows what we're here to do? Uh, It ends pretty abruptly. The 303 Mario, the one thing we got. It's like, yeah, we're done. Yeah. Throw away their instruments. Which is nice. It's nice to have a very definitive ending. Yeah. Don't need to fade out or anything. Just end the song. Yeah, you're done. You're good. Now, speaking of being done good, we're going to move on to Andrea Bagley in 2013. We will, but uh, I only a little bit watched this one. Well, Alex heard, heard this one, so I'll talk about it a little bit. All but right, you're gonna so, have to uh, take lead. Don't worry, it's there's not much to say. So Andrea Bagley is a singer songwriter for Pomroy, Northern Ireland, who's most notable for winning the second series. That's what they call seasons in in Britain of the BBC talent search, The Voice UK. Then after winning or upon winning, she released this, probably. Um, so she decided that this song needed to be more acoustic. So you get acoustic guitar just straight up throughout all the time. She's got a pretty good singing voice. Like she sings fine, poppy. She sounds pretty good. Um, we get an organ in the back. I There's like also a bass. We get some double tracked yeah, vocals. You can cut that out. Um, drums have come in here and they're like they're kind of interesting. They're like a slightly different pattern from anything standard. And then the bridge riff, most importantly, is done by a violin. I think. Yes. There seems to be a violin in this version. As far as I can tell, it's basically they took the first verse from the original and just mm-hmm. did the whole song like that. Yeah, that's essentially it. Um, but then they threw some drums in at some points. And that violin. That's pretty much what they've got here. Yeah, that's Andrea Bagley. So if you are thirsty for uh, uh almost more boring version of Breakfast at Tiffany's... <laughs> Boy, have we got a treat for you. Or if you really like violins. Yeah. If you're hot and bothered for violins. Let me tell you, buddy. I got a song for you. Kind of. There's only a little bit of violin, but it's there, baby. Next up, we got the 2015 classic. Uh, Jonathan Young featuring Timothy Tra- Travels. No, just kidding. It's Travis Cart. <laughs> Travis Cart who? <laughs> I was trying to get back to my notes so I, I couldn't get there in time. Jonathan Young and Travis Cart. I said, what about breakfast at Tiffany's? She said, I think I remember the film. And as I recall, I think we both kind of liked it. I said, well, that's one thing we got. Jonathan Young is known for his metal covers of Disney songs and shit. Travis Cart is also present. He sure is, probably. Um, I could only... I could find information on Jonathan Young on something called the Melinda Wiki. I don't know. Melinda seems to be just a singer on YouTube. Fucking like a YouTube What? Singer. She's got a wiki. 
Weird. No, I found it on his uh, Spotify page. He's like, it's me, Jonathan Young. Hey, guys, you know me from my male covers of Disney songs. Yeah, that's a good move. Yeah. That's a great move. Yeah. All y'all who put info on your Spotify pages, keep it up. Should have done that. Should have done that. So this one, uh, we get some processed kind of filtered vocals and a distorted guitar right off the bat there. Kind of, it's kind of, it's like a, 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 it's like a metal-y version, you know? Is it like new metal, Alex? Is it new metal? I don't know. <laughs> the beginning like new metal. is very similar to the Future Idiots version. Yeah. Very, very similar. Except they like filter the vocals more in this version. Yeah. Yeah. With the vocals like Vocals are, uh, are kind of similar to Quiet Drive a bit. Alex disagrees with me, but I will. I disagree. I'll go on anyway. Quiet Drive has drums and stuff. I was talking about the vocals, though. Oh, the vocals. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. He does. So he does like a, a like a rising vocal pattern into the chorus. Yeah, there's a lot of that kind of stuff. Little. Yeah, uh, that's what you like, get from these YouTube kids. Yeah, because you gotta like show off, right? Because mm-hmm. it's a it's a resume. <laughs> or, exactly. What's it's like a resume, but you fold it into a paper airplane and just throw it at people you think might hire you. <laughs> it's a technique I might try employing. Yeah, I mean, could it hurt? Maybe. Don't hit them in the eye. It's a good start. Their fault for not wearing goggles, my broy. I agree, my broy, <laughs> <laughs> my broy. All right, broyo. <laughs> Let's talk about some so, drums. Some drums like, come yeah. in and stuff. Hell yeah. I mean, we've we've heard this cover two other times with Quiet Drive and fucking yeah. Future Idiots. In fact, the drums that come in are basically the actually the the phone calls from home drums. Yeah. So there's that. I guess um, you could say they phoned that one in. Ha! Fucking gotcha. Um, growling. So let's talk about the exciting that. thing on this one, Alex. It's the growling. Yeah, comes in later. Yeah, so it starts with uh, cause the the does like an undergrowl on the the end of the chorus, I believe. So there's the straight sung one, and then beneath that is him going, "What did we got?" Yeah, cause the chorus, cause there's two guys on this, and they both sing in the chorus. Mm-hmm. But there seems to be a growler. Yeah. And uh, like it follows all the same notes that everybody else does. They slowly add, they add in a, a fucking extra guitar on the second verse. Um, before the second chorus, he says, "Here we go," which is not something that other songs do. So hey, look at that. That's something a little different. Uh, one forty-five is I think when we get to the actual full-on growling section. Yeah, it like like they go totally kick in like double kicks on the drums. There's growling. It it's much more like metal sounding. Yeah, we we start to get a lot of drum breaks in there. Unless that's just double kick there, but like a lot of it. But it kick. like it slowly recovers from that and just kind of the instruments instead of being this like big heavy thing, just go back to a regular rhythm section. Yeah, it really like that happens for a while. But then once they get back to the chorus, it it's just a normal chorus again. Um, yeah, but specifically I'm talking about, so like the instruments at the start of that section, 
You know, it's like brow, 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 and the drums are oh, fucking I hitting think those I, kick oh, pedals. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like at the start, they're kind of all over the place, and then like in the second half, they kind of snap into like this four-four um, grid, I guess. And yeah, this like, this, this very like straight rock. Yeah, yeah. very plain, basic rock thing. Mm-hmm. While he's still doing these heavy growls, and I feel like that betrays the growls. Betrays the growls. Yeah, I think they deserve more chaos and heavy notes to to make that section land. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Otherwise, why? Why is it? Why? 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 Otherwise, well, I why? I still feel Alex? like so much of this is just like doing as much as you possibly can in every song, you know. So like they just have to cover as much ground as possible. So like, look, we changed the rhythm here. Why did they change the rhythm? I don't know. Maybe again. It's just a new paragraph on the resume. New paragraph on the resume. Well, I hate it. Um, other than that, Alex, what is, is pretty basic instruments? Uh, yeah, Alex. Yeah, I, I mean that rhythm switch up. What else? There's what a lot else? of like guitar playing around, kind of. That's sort of the other thing this version has um yeah throughout there's like a higher guitar that just does kind of whatever <laughs> and i think that's just part of that like sort of improvisational like i said doing more stuff mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of what uh, i speaking of what i got out of this one doing more stuff we've got one more song to talk about and that's groovy waters version in 2016 yeah Waters. They call themselves a musical duo that defies definitions constantly, despite the fact that they're featured on Vintage Cafe Lounge and Jazz Blends. Yeah, supposedly they also do, like, reggae stuff sometimes. But I feel like that's not really defying anything. That's just, I don't know. It's just it's doing like, a different thing like that can be defined. Three different things. Yeah, so. <laughs> you can't define me. I do three different things. Okay, Groovy Waters. Um, yeah, that's all I could find on them. You got anything else on the band's rich history? No, I history? couldn't find much info on them. Uh, they sound French. Yeah, and I would agree with that, if not for the fact that the majority of their listeners, according to their About page on Spotify, we got Buenos Aires, uh, Santiago, okay. Mexico City, Sao Paulo, and Madrid. Yeah, I'm not great at accents. Me neither. So... In someone singing, I could definitely mistake Spanish for French. I believe that, Alex. Um, this version is has decided that there should be no energy in this song. They decided that the chorus was too much. Well, you gotta original. relax in that lounge, my friend. We gotta relax in that lounge. So we get a little hand drumming in the intro. Uh, acoustic guitar and piano follow in. The piano doesn't stay in too long, but then it comes back in on the second half of that first Yeah, verse. it comes... Piano drops in and out. They stay pretty sparse. For the most part, I think. It's kind of one of the things that builds up, you know? Yeah. But it's very, like, got that, like, jazz lounge thing where you got the, like, shaker just going slow to the... You know? It's slow. Yeah. It's... It's 
relaxed, I guess I would say. It's got a lot yeah. of hand drums. Tons of hand drums. Sometimes the piano feels like playing. Sometimes. <laughs> it comes in and out like as it pleases. And like when it plays, it'll do like a bit and then just like pull back again. So it's yeah, a like, pretty oh, sparse yeah, version. Yeah. And then in the chorus has this like slide guitar in it too, which is a little unexpected. Hmm. Um also that's when they, they bring a kit in. So it's not just hand drums. Right. Past me. Come on. Give it a break. Right, yeah, there's that that slide guitar. Yeah, just doing a slide thing. Yeah. Um, and then it's a lot of that just like I say jazz thing with the piano chords. The piano chords aren't like super out there or anything. You know? It's not like mm-hmm. they're trying to do some crazy jazz reharmonization of this song with like these wild wild chord extensions or whatever. Yeah. Or it doesn't sound that way to me. I feel like I'd notice if it was. I'm not No, it it yeah. feels very unwild. Um it's uh but it's kind of doing the doing the jazz playing thing where it's like we do whatever with chords. You know, it's about it's what like you a, don't it's play like and all that. It's like a blend of like lounge and jazz. Yeah, some kind of blend of those two things. I to some, you know, some level of each. To some level. Yeah, I found it boring and unnecessary. It was, but I always get a little curmudgeonly towards the end of these lists. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's hard at the end. This was almost like I didn't want to type anymore when I was doing these notes. I will say that, <laughs> um, but it was kind of relaxing to get right at the end. Just take it easy, you know. Yeah, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it doesn't like hit. It's not like it's not like the pop punk ones. No. Um. But it's also one of those weird ones where it's just kind of like a, a a version that's supposed to be um, not really be noticed. Like, you put it on in the background, and then every yeah. once in a while someone's like, oh, yeah, it's that song. Yeah. Like, uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, and that's it. And, like, it's just, like, maybe it's on in a cafe. Like, you don't listen to it to listen to it. You just, it's background music. You know? Yeah, 100%. So, like, it's... It's decent, but it's not really interesting. Yeah. With that, we're going to move into our final verdict. Yeah. We have three categories today, as always. The worst version, the best version, and the version that would be the least out of place in the soundtrack of the 1961 film Breakfast at Tiffany's. I feel like that's too easy. Got to come up with something. What? You got something? You got something better, Alex? No. No, I mean, like, it's... No, I said it's too obvious to say Groovy Waters. That's what I'm thinking in my head. So uh, i got to come up with something else. All right, Alex. I'm, I'm, re- I'm revealing my hand is what I'm doing. Uh-huh, your hand. Show me in your hand where you have the worst version. The worst version. What was the worst version of this song? And I'll say it. The original's on the table here. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, I didn't really like the Jonathan Young version. Um. Was it the worst? Probably to me. Yeah, I'm gonna say it was. Um. I don't know. I 
I'm always biased against these like YouTube covers that feel mm. a little flashy. It's kind of like a metal thing, but if you compare it to someone like Leo, who I feel is just like like puts so much joy into into all these versions, even if they're not the best every time, this one falls more flat in terms of that. And well, yeah, like you said, it's like a resume. Yeah, song, and you know? it like, feels like who the fuck just wants to listen to that ticking boxes and like showing off. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not. It didn't do much for me. So I liked it the least. Yeah, I might piggyback on that. Although Groovy Waters didn't really hit for me, but yeah, there is something about the insincerity of a cover. Yeah, that drives me wild because it's if you if you don't love the song and you don't love the idea of playing it, I don't know why fucking do it. Maybe they did love it, but it doesn't come through. Yeah, so not for me. Fuck them. Yeah. Alex, That's the best version of this. Best version of this? So I'm going to do two things. I think I think my favorite was Jackie O, honestly, mm. which is odd, which surprised <laughs> me. But I'm also going to say that of the, like, pop punk slash alt rock type versions... I think Future Idiots was the best of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say that. I, but my, I agree. Yeah, still Jackie O. You, you got a, you got a personal fondness for Jackie. Yeah, I think if we're talking about spiritually what I believe this song to be, it has to be Future Idiots. Yeah, they like. Yeah, it's it's what the song should have been. Yeah, and it's not like like musically necessarily like astounding. It just picks up on pretty classic pop punk, like playing like style and puts it into the song it's yeah. like here we're gonna do do the eighth notes driving rhythm here we do this part but like the original song isn't that good yeah it doesn't yeah it doesn't make it like an all-time classic but mm-hmm. it it kind of makes it what it what it probably like logically should have been yeah it puts it, it in makes more sense. environment i think so, it really, and it makes some of the it, yeah, it makes the song mm. seem more natural. And so yeah, I think Future Idiots is the best version. But yeah, I think Jack Yo did a great job on making this a, a dance classic. And I like Quiet Drive. Like I always think they put in a good performance. But maybe they tried to make it too complex. They had a little, they had some that violin stuff going on. Like maybe that was just a bit too much maybe. for this song. I thought it was kind of cool though. I did think it was cool, but if I'm I'm talking like spiritual. Because like, it's such the original a simple song, song. And what it is, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. We're two for two on on agreement here, Alex. Cool. Well, I, I picked uh, technically picked Jackie O. So, well, Alex, that's because you're a piece of shit. Let's talk about the version that would be the least out of place in the the Audrey Hepburn starring film Breakfast at Tiffany's. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Which one is the most racist caricature? Of all of them. Of all of them. Um, Keeping hmm. in mind, I have never seen Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yes. I don't think you have either. I have not watched the movie. You have not watched the movie. The movie from 1960. There's a scene where she says, I'd marry you for your money. And then he's like, I'd marry you for your money. And then... Then do they marry each other for their money? No, she says, like, I don't remember if she says, well, it's a good thing I don't have any money, or it's a good thing you don't have any money, but it's it's very cheeky. It's a good thing neither of us has any money. Yeah, let me see. I think I found it. 
Oh. She said, I'd marry you for your money in a minute. And then Hang she on, there's says, a character marry... at breakfast at Tiffany's called Sally Tomato. Uh, she says, it's pretty lucky neither of us is rich. Sorry, what'd you say? Uh, there's a character in this film, Breakfast at Tiffany's, called Sally Tomato. Sally Tomato. <laughs> I mean, the main character's name is... Oh, I forgot it. Um, uh, Holly Golightly. Golightly, yeah. Jesus so, Christ. Names, man. Um, which version belongs... I mean, it's Groovy Waters, right? Because it's the it's... least, like, like 90s sounding version. <laughs> like, post-90s <laughs> sounding version. Um, that's the easy answer. I can't think of a, of a joke answer. I can't, I mean, I can't think of answer. one. So many of these guys came out sounding the same. I'm going to pick Andrea Bakley. Oh, I totally forgot a, about that one. Exactly. A little bit of acoustic... A little bit of a little bit of violin in there. You could sneak this in. Yeah, I feel like okay. What someone needs to do is do this song in the style of Moon River, which is the song from Breakfast at Tiffany's, right? Mm-hmm. Does, that's gotta yeah. exist. That's that's such an obvious thing to do. You get a little parlor guitar, sit on your windowsill, and just fucking finger pick yeah. this song, right? Like, right? Right? I mean, someone has to have done that. Somebody, you would think, but you got to remember that nobody, like, even the original band didn't care that much about Breakfast at <laughs> Tiffany's itself. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, well, maybe it exists somewhere. And if it doesn't, maybe that's a good opportunity. I feel that's like it's too obvious to not exist, but whatever. Well, this is a good opportunity to tell everyone that that was our final verdicts. And if you have a similar opinion, different opinion, or want to talk about a cover version we didn't talk about, hit us up on Twitter. Hashtag CoverMePod, at JakeTheCressy, at SomeAlexWiseGuy. You can also email us at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, suggestions, uh, all of that. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app. So rate us, review us, tell your friends about us. We're everywhere. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're everywhere. everywhere. We're like the government. We're all Ooh. over the fucking place. We're not like the government. I take that back. Um, and now, as always, it's time for a bonus segment I've prepared ahead of time, in which I ask Alex a question that I've prepared ahead of time. Alex, here's today's pre-prepared question. Uh, how you doing? How am I doing? How yeah. am I doing? In these trying times, unprecedented, yeah, yeah. even unprecedented for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Watching the news is tough. Watching news. Yeah, it is tough. Um, as a like very sheltered person, um, I started working on my uh, theremin. Finally, started nice. soldering it together pretty exciting just yesterday finally just the yesterday um yeah what's you got what's what's what, what about you man you know yeah out here you know fairly sheltered i'm signing petitions and stuff and trying to do what little i can out here but you know just trying to stay busy write jokes writing headline jokes in this time has been a fucking nightmare oh yeah i can imagine yeah that's for the uh, uh anyway yeah but yeah that's been it so if you guys want to talk to us for whatever reason go right the fuck ahead i already told you where to do that yeah we'll we're available you or something i'll have to figure out how to use twitter uh i can do that 
it's it's very very simple it's very Alex. easy there's like two things that you can do i just don't know exactly when to do the two things mm. you know yeah so john says he just got his power back half an hour ago but you, obviously there was no power outage on your part oh we're powerful yeah very powerful very powerful all right folks that's been Cover Me, and as we always say here in the Cover Me studios, located loosely in Canada. Very loosely. What we like to, very loosely. Western sometimes. Canada? Western Canada, Sorry, yeah, if you want to get real specific about it. Uh, as we always say, what about Cover Me?